Y yes, people, it is Wednesday, so you know we're previewing shit, people. Oh, we have got LFA on Friday, we got UFC on Saturday, and oh, we got Submission Underground on Sunday, so it is a packed one. It's a packed one, people. All right. So time to buckle down and let's get it popping. Okay, people. So LFA 105. Rodriguez v. Gotisk. It's got some fun fights on it, people. It's got some fun fights on it. And the main card starts with a light heavyweight clash between Zach Polga and Logan Nail. So fighting out of Elevation Fight Team is Zach Polga, right? And um, he's on a seven-fight win streak. So two of those are his pro debuts, his pro fights, and his five amateur fights. Now, his last fight took place in January So, um, yeah, you know, he fought this year, which is all good And it was, actually, it was at LFA 98 His two first fights were in the LFA promotion So, at LFA 87, he beat Cavander, Zach Cavander And, um... That was July last year. And then in January this year, he beat Ashby Thomas at LFA 98. Friend v. Oliveira, one that we covered. And um, when you look at it, right? So out of those seven fights he's had, only two went to decision. Everything else he has stopped. And he, to this point, he's never been to a third round. Hmm, yeah, it's kind of big, right? And he will be going up against the uh, Logan Nail, right? Nail is 2-1, and one, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Jose Alija. So this fight was in April 2019, he, um, yeah, it, it, it's been a little bit in and out, it would seem, his career. He actually, you know, made his pro debut at Legacy FC, right? So, um, yeah, before the merger, he beat Derek Perkins, but that was February 2014. So he's been around for a while, but... Has, hasn't fought much You know, so that fight was in 2014 His next fight was March 2015 So a, a year later, essentially And then he didn't fight for four years You know, so You do wonder how much training he's been doing in between 
right? So, yeah, his last fight was April 2019. So, it's a bit of a gap. And Praga, he's been fighting more regularly. You know, he fought early this year, he fought last year. So, I feel that, yeah, you gotta go with Praga for the win there, people. Gotta go with Praga. So, we then... We have a um, welterweight clash. We've got Renato Valente against Mark Martin. Right, so, um, Inido, right? So, Valente, he's 7 and 3 on a two fight win streak right now. Right? And, um, yeah, his last fight was September 2019. And the fight before that was March 2019. Right, so um, he did, his last fight was in Bellator. So he fought at Bellator 226. Um, but yeah, just, you know, I think it, it, it's just that gap. It's that gap that you wonder about. But I will say, when you look at things... He does like a submission, does like a submission, and the rear naked choke seems to be his one of choice, having four victories via that, you know, so I, th- I think that's pretty, um, I think that's pretty interesting to know, right, now, he is going up against Showtime, Showtime himself, Mark Martin, who um yeah he he's fought at the last he, he well his last two fights have been in the LFA promotion so he fought uh Matthew Copperhoon um that was in December last year at LFA ninety six that was a very good fight that Martin yeah he 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 you know did a ah uh, he did a great job in that one. And then at LFA 86, he beat Tony Grant in the first round. And that was in July last year. So I I think that's big, right? He was active last year. He also had two fights in 2019, both wins, right? Over in Iron Tiger FS. So, yeah, I I, I think... um, Martin is very solid, right? He's won via submission and TKO. So, I'm going with Martin because, you know, he he is a very good rounded fighter. And I just feel he's he's fought more regularly. So, he's going to be used to... It's definitely going to be used to the COVID bullshit you're going to go through, right? And, um... It's just going to be more comfortable in there, right? I feel that's, yeah, that's what it's going to be, you know? So um, we then jump back up to the light heavyweights and we have Bruno Soto against Christian Torres. So, um, Soladado del Cristio, you know, old Bruno Soto, he is 13 and 3 on a 7 fight win streak right now. 
you know, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive, so, um, his last fight was May 2019, he got a win over William Chile at Future FC 5, um, Yes. Now, before that, it was kind nearly a year before, in between the last fight where he beat Wendell Oliveira. That was March 2018. Then the fight before that was July 2017. So he does have, you know, there is that gap in between fights. But you know, you look at things. He 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 can win via submission. He's got a, um, yeah, a few rear naked chokes up in there. So, um, yeah, he's got that he can possibly fall back on. Which um, is always a good thing. Now, he is going up against La Mascara. Hmm. I, I feel I must be pronouncing that right. But Christian Torres, who is Fifteen and eleven. Hmm. He's coming off a loss in his last fight, which um was against Chidi Nujekenka, right at LFA ninety one. He was in the main event, right? He was main eventing, so that was in September last year. Um, he lost via TKO in the second round. Um, before that, he did get a win in t- at Titan FC fifty eight against Askar Muzaharov. Uh, that was December twenty nineteen. Right, so yeah, you know he's fought over in LFA a few times. Right, fought over MFA a few times, and. You know, he's won a few via TKO. He did get some submissions earlier on in his career. The last one coming February 2016. Now, with this, right, he's fought a lot. He's fought a lot. But there are a lot of losses. There are a lot of losses. And I kind of think that I don't know, this is a tricky one actually Because Soto He's 15 and 11 You know what I mean? So neither have got Incredible records You know what I mean? Wait, no Something is askew here Hold on Something is askew No, I'm looking at this No, 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 no Hmm Soto is 13 and 3. What am I talking? He's 13 and 3. Right? And he's on a seven fight win streak. Kind of feel that that that's big. So even though he didn't fight last year, he's gonna be coming in with that huge confidence. Right? Thinking, yeah, no one's gonna beat me. Right? He he last tasted defeat in July 2015. So um it's been a while. It's been a while. So I'm gonna say that Soto is able to get it done. 
right? Even with the, yeah, the missed year. Now, this is a fight I am definitely looking forward to in the ladies' strawweight division. We got Shwana Ormsby against Tabitha Ritchie. Yes, yes, yes. So, Bam Bam, Shwana Ormsby. She is two and three. She's coming off a loss in her last um, fight. She does fight out of Colson Gracie's, though. All right, so I think that's pretty, uh, you know, that's always impressive. Um, so she lost to Macy Bruce at uh, Icon 5. So um, at the most recent event, it was a first round stoppage. That took place in March this year, you know. So um, her last MMA fight was February last year. She beat Karma Radford via split decision at Ultimate Battlegrounds 3. Now, her losses have been, um, they have been decisions. You know, she's not getting submitted Apart from or stopped apart from the last fight, right? That that was her first, um, you know, in the pros loss via that. But I think there's a but here, people. She is going up against BB Shark, Tabitha Ritchie, who is four and zero on a four fight win streak and has looked. Sensational Has looked sensational Right Her last two LFAs Right she beat Kelsey Arnstein At LFA 90 So that was September last year She looked real good And then There was her fight Against Vanessa Marie Grimes At LFA 98 And Yo she grabbed that arm so fast, so fast, people. So yeah, I'm, I'm Team Richie, people. I am Team Richie. I think her level is high, right? I want to see her a few more fights, and I, you know, if she carries on the way she's going. I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't get the call up to the UFC. So now we're in the co-main event, which is a featherweight clash between Jake Childers and Canon Kawahi. Okay, so who the working man Jake Childers is eight and one. He's coming off a loss in his last fight, which was against Justin Gonzalez, and that was the main event of LFA 84, right, so um, that took place in July last year, right, it was a TKO loss in the, um, in the last, in the fourth round, right, so I believe that was a title fight, um, before that, right, he, he fought at LFA 82, and he beat Nate Richardson, Oh, first round slam. That was February last year. 
And he beat Jamie Simmons First round stoppage At LFA 70 And that was June 2019 So yeah, he's fought um, a good few times in LFA And um, yeah, he, he can win by a submission Rear naked choke, armbar, triangles They've all been his thing But then yeah, he, he you know his last two wins were uh, TKOs, you know, so, um, yes, he's uh, definitely, you know, he's well-rounded. Now, Kanan Kawahi is 5-1 and one with one no contest. He's coming off a win in the last fight, which was against um, someone we saw at the weekend, actually. Timothy Tevez, who had a very good showing, was very unlucky against, um, you know, uh, Jav- Garcia, right? Javier Garcia. But that fight took place in December 2018. Yeah, 2018. And um, he fought on the Contender Series. Fought on the Contender Series. He lost to Chase Hooper. Right, so that was uh, that was July twenty eighteen. So yeah, I mean he he did fight three times in twenty eighteen. He he got a win over Eugene Carrera at Smash Global Seven. That was in February, first round guillotine. Right, so I mean he he was active in twenty eighteen, but then it's just been out for two years. Right, um, when you look, he he does like a submission, you know that that's been how he's won the majority of his fights, and he mixes it up a little bit, you know. So there is that, but I yeah, I think I'm gonna go Childers because Childers is the one that's fought more recently. You know, he fought two times last year. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say Childers gets it done. Also, Childers, you know, he's got submissions and TKOs. So, um, I think he brings a little bit more. Um, which, you know, he has got a few more fights, right? So, we'll say that. But, yeah, I'm going Childers to win the co-main, which takes us to the main event. Right, it's another strawweight clash. We have P. Rodriguez um, against Salvina Gutsk. Right, so um, I think when you look at this, so La Faria, right, uh, Pierangelia Rodriguez, you know, she is 5 and 0. Oh. 5 and 0 in her pro career 6 and 0 with her one amateur fight right and um yeah her with her pro fights everything was a stoppage apart from her last outing which went to a decision and that was end of January 2020 so she beat Kayla Harucho, right, so, uh, 
years that took place. Although, Harucho, she'd only had one fight going into that. So, it's a bit of a mix mismatch. Which, you know, she might be on the other end. Right, so the Phoenix Bird, Saltlana Gutsk, she's 13 and 4. Right, 13 and 4, coming off a free fight win streak. Fights out of American top team, so she trained with a killer bunch of ladies. Killer bunch of ladies. So, um, this is her promotional debut. Uh, as well as it is uh, Rodriguez's. Now, she last fought in September 2019. Um, she won via She beat Magdalena Sormova. She also got an armbar same year in March against Edna Oliveira. And she got a TKO in her other victory, which was against Umfant Atavia, which was in September 2018. So, um, she did actually fight the current UFC champion, right? She fought, um, Weili Zhang in February 2016 in Kunlun Fight 38. You know, so, um, yeah, they were both. They both had similar records at the time, so yeah, you know, I'd say it's a it was a fair fight, right? But um, interesting, definitely an interesting one. Um, yeah, you know, you look, she does like an armbar. She does like an armbar. She does have um, yeah. I don't know, a couple of TKO wins as well, you know, and I, I think, right, I think I'm gonna say that, uh, she gets it done, right, yeah, I think she's had more fights at a higher level, so yeah, I'm gonna think that Gutsk is able to get the win, but I think it's gonna be a fun one, I'm looking forward to it, people. This is going to be a fun LFA. So, um, definitely not one to be missed. Okay, people. So, we have had some good events so far, right? We have had some good events so far in 2021. But, you gotta think that this weekend... Oh, my days. This weekend... Is going to blow the roof off of everything. If everything stays intact, people, yo. So this weekend, UFC 261, free fight, free title fights, headlining this one. Oh my God. And then the other two fights on the main card. They are legit. Both of those fights could headline a a, a fight card. Right? Could headline a fight night, an ABC night. Yo, you know what I mean? This is a great card. 
So out of all the fighters, we've got a number of fighters making their debut. We got the killer main card. We got some straight fire action. We've also got we've also got some fights. There's three fights that you kind of feel that that all involved wanna set the record straight. Right, so we start off with our bantamweight clash between Dana Battergrill and Kevin Nadividad. Okay, so um, Storm Nav, Nav Storm Dana Battergrill. He's coming off a win in his last fight. Right, fights out of Jackson Wink. So, um, you know, he made his UFC debut August 2019. He lost a decision to Hali Altang, but bounced back at UFC 248, Adesanya v. Romero, March 2020, and got a win over Guido Cannonetti. So, um, yeah, and he won that. Midway through that first round, left look Larry business. And um, he does, he can finish a fight that way, right? He's got a number of TKO wins on the record. You know, he does have a couple of rear naked chokes. So we see that he does know a little something, something when it comes to that, right? And he's going up again. Against, it's going up against the quick stand man himself, Kevin Natividad, who is nine and two, coming off a loss in his last fight. Right, so he's wanting to set things straight. Right now, before that, he had been, you know, blazing in the LFA, blazing in the LFA. He um. He beat, you know, Kyle Estrada, second round stoppage, LFA 85, Hughes v. Demonopolis, so that was July uh, last year, so it was quite a quick turnaround to fight um, Miles Johns in October, you know, so he, he lost in the third round, right, got stopped, but yeah, it, it was a short notice fight as well, if I remember correctly, you know, I forget who, um, yeah, I forget who Johns was meant to be fighting, but yeah, if I, if I do remember correctly, it wasn't initially Nivedad, or the fight was added at short notice, I forget, but yes, he, he's... Coming off that loss, so, you know, after what he had been doing, you know what I mean, he, he wants to kind of go, hey, that wasn't me, this is me, people, this is what I do, so yes, we, we I have a feeling that, yeah, he's going to want to set the record straight, he's won a number of fights with TKO. You know, and he does have a submission earlier on in his career. 
You know what I mean? So this is going to be an interesting one. Definitely, like he won in the amateurs. I mean, submission was his go-to in the amateurs. You know, but in his pro career, hasn't gone to the to the submission world as much. I think he he he's kind of been more keen to um, stop someone with his hands. You know what I mean? But I. Uh, Yes, this is definitely, it's going to be an interesting fight It's going to be an interesting fight I feel that they are both very well matched Pretty similar records, you know Pretty similar records Um, I think when you compare things um, So Betagul is one inch taller but they've got the same reach So yeah Man, I feel that I'm Ah, god damn I mean, it, it, it is such a toss up I think I'm going to go with um, Nivadad Right, I think I'm going to say Nativadad gets it I just kind of have the feeling he might have fought a slightly higher level of opposition So yeah, that's what we're going with people But I feel that fight is gonna be close It's gonna be crazy close <clears throat> So our next our next fight where we got um, a couple of people looking to set that record straight it's the middleweight clash between Brendan Allen and Carl Robertson. Yeah, so um, when we look at this, all in Brendan Allen, he's 15 and 4. Fights out of Rufus Sport, coming off a loss in the last to Sean Strickland. Yeah, which um, that fight took Place in November last year November last year And I I kind of feel Strickland Kind of controlled that fight Kind of controlled it And then stopped him early in the second It, it definitely wasn't The same Allen Who we'd seen In the, in the, the War with Carl Dukas Right or his nice submission win over Kevin Holland Or the stoppage of Tom Breeze It wasn't that fighter Wasn't that fighter Yeah, so he, he definitely wants to show who he really is You know what I mean? And then you've got baby K, Carl Robertson Who's 9 and 3 Fights out of Fortis And um, Yeah coming off a loss as well Right So he he It's interesting because he lost to Marvin Vittori Right June last year First round stoppage And he then retired Announced he was retiring But He then came back He, he was meant to fight uh, Dolce Lombum Lumbunyu in uh, December. That fight, he got COVID, so he couldn't make that fight. So 
you know, there was a, a, a turnaround, but he didn't look great in the Vittori one, he looked like he just didn't want to be there, you know, so he wants to turn this around, especially because, you know, he looked good, right, outside the UFC, then coming in, to contend a series stoppage, early stoppage of Ryan Spann, you know, sensational, 2017, he then Choked out Darren Stewart Which, hey, not an easy feat Did that He lost to Cesar Ferreira Beat Jack Marsham Lost to Glover And I think in those fights He did seem very much out Although he did start well against Glover But then just seemed to Fall apart Right, he came back Split decision win over Welton Wellington Turman, and he um, was able to get a choke in the third round against Roman Kopolov. So we have seen Robertson fight at a good level. We've seen him do well. But yeah, that Vittori, that wasn't a good fight. That was not a good fight for him. So I do wonder where his head is at. Do wonder where his head is at I think on his day he can win this fight But With that kind of I don't know man I need. I would need to Talk with him Right so I feel that I'm gonna go with Allen For the win Because although He didn't look great in his last I I, I think He might have a better focus He might have a better focus coming into this. So our last one. With fighters looking to set it straight. Is the welterweight clash between Stefan Sekulik and Dwight Grant. Alright, so. um, Sekulik is 12 and 3. Coming off a loss in his last one. I mean, it was against Ramazan Imev, who has looked very good. He's looked very good. Uh, So that fight, though, that was September 2018. So it was a while ago, right? It was a while ago. Um, And it was his UFC debut, right? His two fights before that... Couple of guillotines, you know, ain't got the job done, and um, yeah, he does like a submission, but he's also got TKO wins as well, you know. It's good, yeah. He he's he's got a good skill set. He's been doing his thing of late, mostly in, you know, he was outside the UFC in the Siberian Battle Championships. But uh, yeah, this will be second fight in the UFC, but there is a gap. You know, it's nearly um, three years, which oh, that's a big one, right? And he's going up against the body snatcher Dwight Grant, who is ten and three. Um, also coming off a loss in his last fight, which was against Daniel Rodriguez. So that was August last year Rodriguez was able to Put him away in the first round Um, 
I mean, before that, he's had some good wins. He's had a lot of good wins. Came to the UFC via the Contender Series in 2018. A second-round stoppage of Tyler Hill. Right, so that was in June. He um, fought Zach Otto, made his debut against Zach Otto in December 2018. It was a split decision loss, right? But he came back, beat Carlo Pedosoli in February 2019, beat Alan Javan in April 2019. And um, yeah, then there was the loss of Rodriguez. So, you know, Dwight, he's got TKO wins, you know what I mean? Has a submission in his amateur career, but yeah. So, I I, I kind of, I feel I'm going with Grant, because, you know, he fights out of AKA, so he fights out of a very good team, but he also fought last year. Fought last year, he un- understands what it's like to fight in the apex. Although no, this isn't the apex, but he has fought under COVID restrictions, right? So um, Sekulik hasn't. So will that throw him, right? And yeah, Sekulik he, he last fought in twenty eighteen. You know, Grant he fought a couple of times in twenty nineteen. And he fought last year, right? So there is that. I think that's pretty big. He also fought twice in 2018, you know? So he's fought just more regularly. So, yeah, I'm going with Grant. So, people, let's see if these these fighters can, um, yeah, set it straight and, um, you know, start their win streaks. So we have four fighters making their debuts at this event. Three of them hailing from China, which makes sense, right? Makes sense because their strawweight champion is on the card. So um yeah. It's a time for um, you know, other cats from China to um, you know. See what they can do. So one of them is another female strawweight who is opening the card, right? She's on the early prelims, and um, she will be fighting. So that's Nay Lang will be fighting Arena Carmelosi. Okay, so people, man. Carmelosi, you know, so uh, Irene Carmelosi Sauricio, she's 12 and 2, coming off a loss in her last fight. Okay, so she made her UFC debut in September 2019 against Angela Hill. So um, it was a, a doctor's stoppage due to a cut in the third round. Unfortunate for sure. Now, before that, you know, so, um, yeah, she's got a, a, a few wins via TKO, you know, a few wins via TKO, fought a, a lot over in Brazil. So, um, yes, 
and she is fighting Dragon Girl Nay Lang, who is 15 and 4, coming off a four fight win streak. Right, so, um, yeah, those four fights were over in WLF, and uh, the last one was January 2021, this year, you know, she fought um, two times in 2020, and the other fight was July 2019, so out of those four wins, the last two were arm bars, and the two before that, TKOs, so, um, you know, she's showing that skill set for sure, all first round finishes as well. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, she definitely likes a submission. Definitely likes a submission. Mixing it up as well. Arm bars, heel hooks. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's um definitely a threat. Definitely a threat. And I feel that with the fact that you know, she fought this year. She fought twice last year. I'm gonna go with Lang to have a a very good debut, people. Yes, that's what I think it's gonna be. So next up, we have a flyweight clash between Jeff Molina and Oli. Oliang Ari Yeah I I just I read that. Alright, so El Jeffy Chef Malina he is eight and two on a seven fight win streak, people. Woo Seven fight win streak. I mean come the fuck on. Right, so uh he's coming via a win in the Contender series He fought in August Beat Jacob Sylvia Um Yeah that was a decision For that he He had a, a, a good few Submission wins Beat Kenny Porter In February last year Got a triangle He um He beat Chancey Williams September 2019 Rear naked choke LFA 76 He then beat Joni Rhodes Rear Naked Choke In July 2019 Beat Joey Estrada Via Strikes You know so He's got um, You know submissions He's got TKOs It's very well Rounded it would seem Very well rounded you know, and he will be fighting um, Kualing, who is 18 and 6 on a six fight winning streak. The Mongolian murder is looking to have a very successful debut. So he is also, he was also fighting out of WLF. His uh, last fight was a second round TKO against a Kazi 
Abdululev. That was January last year. You know, so he um, also has wins. Had uh, three fights in 2019. One decision. One second round retirement. And an arm bar. Which, uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Fought three times in... No, four times in 2018. No, actually five times in 2018. You know, he does like to keep active, which that's something you want to see. Right? That's very impressive. Very impressive. Also fought five times in 2017. Yeah, that's all good. I do like... I do like that. But... I think that Molina, ooh, Molina's tough, he's on that, he's also on a very big win streak, but he's also got a mixture, right, TKOs and submissions, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think Molina is, uh, I think he's going to be able to get it done, right, and um, we then have... Um, we have a lightweight clash, right? We've got Rodrigo Vargas, otherwise known as Kazula, against Rong Zhu, right? So, um, Vargas is 11 and 4, coming off a couple of losses. Right, so he's two UFC fights, made his debut in August 2019. He lost a decision to Alex da la Silva. He then fought in February 2020 and um he hit Brooke Weaver with an illegal knee. So he lost that fight because Weaver wasn't able to continue. Um, yeah, so, uh, this will be his next fight, now, he does have TKOs, he's got submissions, you know, he does have a good skill set, but he will be fighting Yu, uh, Yu Rong, who is 17 and 3, on a 10 fight win streak, Ooh. Oh my gosh. Right, so um yeah, he's stopping people. <laughs> he was fighting out of WLF. Um his last fight was in January this year. Got a third round TKO. So um it's a fight before that, September last year, TKO. Fought the month before in August, got a you know arm triangle. Then he had a fight in um, May, TKO. Man, that is that yeah, it's impressive. Four fights last year, all stoppages, all stoppages. His last decision was October twenty nineteen. Right, won that one. Very impressive. It's TKOs or submissions. TKOs or submissions. You know what? I'm going to take... 
I'm going to take uh, Rong Zhu for the win here, people. I'm going to take him for the win. You know, and um, yeah, he might get a stoppage. It looks very impressive. So we then have um, our last debut. It's Tristan Colony against Patrick Sabatini. So a Bond Duke. Tristan Connolly, he is 14 and 6 on a five fight win streak. Right? So, um, yeah, made his UFC debut against Michelle Pereira. Right? Had that big win. That was in September 2019. Um, yeah, he, he had a fight last year, but it got cancelled. Um, you know, so he's won via TKO, he's won by, you know, submission. Submission does seem to be the one he does prefer. Right, so um, there is that. He did fight three times in 2019, right? And, um, yeah, with his fight in September, he fought. In July before that So I do believe he was a late replacement In that fight as well You know So he, he does like to keep busy Does like to keep busy And uh, Pat Sabatini He's 13 and 3 On a two fight win streak Right So his last fight Was December December last year at CFFC, right? He main evented against Jesse Stoon, and he got a second round submission. That was CFC 91. He also fought at CFFC 84, which was September last year. He beat Jordan Titoni. Okay, so, um, you know... He's, uh, yeah, he can win via submission, can win via TKO. He does like a rear naked choke or a heel hook. So, um, yeah, that's, that's impressive. And he does have a win over Tony Gravely, who we saw have a tremendous performance at the weekend. You know, so I think that says a lot, right? Does say a lot. Hmm, okay, this is, uh, yeah, it's a tricky one, he did have a fight, did have a fight um, against Rafael Alves, I believe that fight got cancelled because Alvarez missed weight, right, if I remember correctly, yes, Alvarez came in ridiculously heavy, right, he he really missed the, um, yeah, he missed the limit by 11 pounds, so yeah, that's why that fight didn't take place and he wasn't able to make his debut, that was on the Blades v. Lewis card, so uh, yeah, you know, so you know, oh my gosh, he's going to be so goddamn hungry to uh, get out there and do shit, right? 
Um, yeah, with the fact he fought a couple of times last year, right? He fought a couple of times last year. He's also very well versed in the submission game, you know, and we know Connolly, he does like a submission, right? I'm going to say, I'm going to say that Sabatini gets it done. I feel he's gonna he's gonna come in and get a great debut win. Um yeah. You know, he's been keeping active, so I'm gonna say he gets it done. I'm gonna say yeah, he wins that one, people. So um yeah. There you go with our debuts at UFC two sixty one. Okay, so we are Oh man, out of all these fights on the card, we have three fights that are straight Fire, straight fire So our last fight on the prelims Leading us into the main card We've got the welterweight clash Between Alex Oliveira and Randy Brown So Cowboy Oliveira is 22-9-1 Two no contests Coming off a loss in his last one Which was against Shavkat Rakhmorov Right, that was October last year. And hey, Rakmarov, he's unbeaten and he's a beast. Right? So that fight was at UFC two fifty-four. Khabib V Before that though, he had two um two wins, like Peter Sabrota in um July and then Max Griffin via split decision in March last year. You know, Oliveira, man, he's a beast, right? Made his UFC debut March 2015. Unfortunately for him, it was against Gilbert Burns, so Burns took his arm in the third round. But he bounced back, got three back-to-back wins. KJ Noon, Joey Moret, Piotr Holman, you know, very good wins. He lost to the fellow cowboy Donald Cerrone, but you know what I mean? It's Cerrone, right? Then he got to, you know, he put a nice little win streak together. James Monstrari, Will Brooks, a no contest against um, Tim Means. He kneed him while he was down. He then, you know, choked Means out in a rematch. And he beat Ryan Lafleur, right? So he, he's beat some tough opponents. Beat some tough opponents, people. And he goes up against... The rude boy himself, Randy Brown, who's 12 and 4, also coming off a loss, which was against Vicente Lupe. That fight was August last year. Second round stoppage, you know. But before that, two very good wins. Two stoppages, Wally Alvarez via triangle. That's November 2019. And Brian Barbarina was in June 2019, that was a TKO in the third, so he's got some very good wins, you know what I mean, got some very good wins, he um, made his debut January 2016, so he's been around for a while as well, and yeah, I think, I think he gets it done, I'm gonna go with uh, old rude boy Randy Brown, And it's a great fight to lead us into the main card. So we then have a light heavyweight clash between the legend Anthony Smith 
and Jimmy Crute. So Smith, he is 34 and 16, coming off a win in his last fight, which was a very good one. Triangle halfway through the first round against Devin Clark. So that was November last year. You know, and he he stopped the skid, right? Because he lost to Alexander Rackage in August last year. And then Glover Teixeira in May last year. But from what we've seen from Glover, you know what I mean? The, the next title challenger, should we say, Glover, right? He's been murking people of late. So, you know, that's just one of them things. But we've seen Smith get some impressive wins. Rashad Evans, Mauricio Shogun Rua, Volkan Volkan Uzamir. Jesus Christ, my mind just went blank. Volkan Uzamir, Andrew Sanchez, an Ultimate Fighter winner, Hector Lombardo, Elvis Muchapik, you know, made his debut in February 2016. Now he's going up against the brute Jimmy Crute, who is 12 and 1 on a two fight win streak, right? His last two wins, first round stoppages. So he beat Medesca Bukakis in October last year. And Michael Olezajeki in uh, February last year. You know, one TKO, one submission. So very impressive. Also, it was a bounce back from the loss to Misha Serkinov. You know, came to the UFC via the 2018 Contender Series. And he's beat some good people. Beat Paul Craig. Beat Sam Alvey. TKO and Kimura. You know, so he hasn't had as many fights as Anthony Smith. But he has looked impressive. And I think it's fair to say that Smith, he has had his moments recently. So as long as Crute... As long as he doesn't come in a little complacent, I think he's got the skill set to get the job done and have that big statement win, which I feel this would be, you know, because I think he's got the skills to be fighting in the upper echelons of the division. He's been moved along nicely, we'll say that. But yeah, I think Crute, I think Crute can get the job done here, people. I think Crute can get the job done, you know. So we then have our next fight before, you know, before the main event, right? We have got the middleweight clash between Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. So prime time, Uriah Hall, sixteen and nine, right? Coming off three, uh, three wins, fighting out of Fortus MMA, and um, yeah, his last win was against Anderson Silva. That was October last year. Fourth round stoppage. He beat Antonio Carlos Junior. Shoeface. Got a split decision win over him September last year. No, sorry, September 2019. And Bevon Lewis, December 2018. 
you know, and, um, yeah, Hall, he's one of them dudes that has got so much talent, so much talent, right, beat Gaydar Masasi, you know what I mean, beat uh, Christoph Jocko, and was looking very good against Paolo Costa, right, but he has those moments where it just, he, he seems, he used to lose focus, Right, which ain't never a good thing, but I have to say, since moving to Fortis MMA, it does seem that he's corrected that. So he, uh, he, you know, got to the finals of season seventeen of the Ultimate Fighter, right, and he, he's fought some tough people. Got to win over Tiago Santos, people, right? UFC one hundred seventy five. Which was actually headlined by Weidman against Machida. And his win over Chris Lieben, UFC 168, was on the Weidman Silver 2 card. Yeah, so yeah, they've been in that vicinity. And people, this is a rematch. Right? It's a rematch of a fight that took place at Ring of Combat. Ring of Combat 31, September 2010. Yes, September 2010, people. So, um, you know, Hall, he's got a great, you know, he's got skills. But he can lose focus at time. And I think in that fight against Anderson Silva, he did let Silva kind of... You know, control the fight a lot in the first half, right? It it was until he turned it on, kind of decided to turn it on, that he then won. But in those opening rounds, Silver was in that, and you could say Silver he won at least one of those rounds, right? So he's going up against the All American Chris. Weidman, Carolina Chris, <laughs> as uh, Anik has been saying, right, so, um, fights out of Sarah, Sarah Longo, you know, their fight team, and, um, he's 15 and 5, won his last fight, former middleweight champion, former middleweight champion, people, you know what I mean? So he beat Amari Akhmadov via decision in August last year, which was very good because he stopped he stopped that slide, right? He moved up to light heavyweight, lost to Dominic Reyes. At middleweight, he lost to um, Jacques Array. You know, they weren't the best. He did beat Kevin Gastelin, but he then had that, you know, after losing the title to Rockhold, he lost to uh, Yo Romero and then Gegar Masasi. Right, so he's had a tough time of it, but you know he he did have a solid win over Akhmadev. Right, it wasn't spectacular, but it was solid. And I think the one thing you can say about Weidman, he does look to win. Right, even in those losses. Like the um Jack Array fight was a friggin' you know rock'em sock'em fight, people. So um yeah, I'm saying right 
Weidman goes to win. He looks to win, even though it's been a tough time, right? Now, Hall, he, he can lose focus. You know, he can be hesitant. And I think Weidman, he might take advantage of that. So as long as Weidman isn't reckless, I'm saying Weidman, he gets the job done. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close fight. It's going to be an interesting fight. It's a fight that could easily go either way. But yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Weidman gets the win, people. And that, that's our free fire fights, which lead us in to our title trilogy. People, we are there. We are at that time. Free title fight and everything is crossed. Everything is crossed that we don't lose anything. Because I want to see these fights so bad, people. I really want to see these fights. So it starts off, and interestingly enough, it's not in weight order. Which oftentimes, you know what I mean? That's how, that's how you do it, right? But no, we start off with... Jessica Andrade trying to steal the belt from Valentina Shevchenko in the flyweight division, obviously. So, Bata Escata, Jessica Andrade, 21 and 8. Right? 21 and 8, coming off a win in her last fight. And, um, the the crazy thing about uh Andrade, she is full <laughs> she's full at you know what I mean straw weight and bantam weight right the the one fighter to fight at all the all the weight classes other than featherweight you know what I mean? which is crazy it's a crazy thing to think you know, that's what she did. I think she started off in the bantam weights, then moved down, right? Because they didn't have a straw weight at the beginning. So jumped down and um yeah. Then um now here she is, right? So she made her debut against Liz Carmouche in July 2013. Man. It's a long ass time ago, right? A long ass time ago, but um, yeah, she you know she wasn't able to get the win that night, right? But yeah, she turned it around, turned it around, you know, and um, you know she's been around ever since, you know, floating at that title contention mark, right? But yeah, she dropped down, dropped down to straw weight and challenged Joanna Jancic at UFC 211. Moicic v Dos Santos 2, May 2017. Lost that one. Lost that one. And then she won the belt. Won the belt, UFC 237. After putting together an impressive run, beat Claudia Gadea, Tisha Torres, Carolina Kovkajic, then fought Rose, fought Fug Rose, 
at UFC 237. They headlined the card. And she got dominated in the first. But came back in the second. And had the slam from hell. And won the belt. That was May 2019. She It was a pretty quick turnaround. You know, she fought Wiley Zhang in August 2019. And, man, she just kind of rushed out. Rushed out. Not the person to do that to. Lost to Wiley Zhang in the first round. She then lost a rematch to Rose. It was a split decision. Split decision. Rose was winning. Rose was clearly winning, and then Andrade came back hard. Andrade came back hard, people. You know, which was very, very interesting. You know what I mean? Very, very interesting in a fight, right? So, um, yeah, we we had that one, and uh, you know, so her and Rose are one on one. She then went and fought Catelyn Kajagian in October last year and uh, won with that crazy hook to the body that just flattened Kajagian in the first round. So Andrade, she's impressive, right? She can win in a numerous, you know, amount of ways. She's got, you know, submissions. She's got stoppages. Right, so yeah, and she, she's in that fight, she will be in your face, but, but, she is going up against the bullet, Valentina Shevchenko, 20 and 3, 20 and 3, how crazy is that, you know, on a 6 fight win streak, She's only lost three times. Only lost three times in MMA. One of those was a doctor's spot stoppage due to a cut. That was the Liz Carmouche, which she avenged. And then the other two against Amanda Nunes. You know what I mean? And one of those losses, it's a split. The other one... You kind of thought, oh, if that was a, you know, if that was a five round fight, Shevchenko's winning it, right? So when you say Shevchenko is one of the best to ever do it, this is, it's not hyperboil. She is that good. You know, she's boxed, kickboxed. You know, she, her skill set is insane. Her and her sister travelled the goddamn world, acqui- not acquiring passport stamps, they're acquiring martial arts skills. That's what she does for fun. You know I mean? And shoot guns, right? That's how she lives her life, man. She has fought a who's who's list. It's for everyone. And she's finished. She's finished. She's got TKOs. She has got submissions and some crazy submissions as well. You know what I mean? Armbar, Juliana Pena, right? Rear naked choke, 
Priscilla Cocharera, head kicked Jessica Rye. You know, ground and pound Caitlin Kajajian. You know what I mean? It's just like, what is happening? What is happening? Made her UFC debut December 2015 against another legend, Sarah Kaufman. Right? So, yeah. She's a problem, people. She is a straight up problem. And I just don't know. Who can beat her? I, 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 Andrade, Andrade is tough. Andrade is gonna pressure her, but we've seen other people pressure her, and she's, you know, handled them. She's handled them. So yeah, I'm gonna say that, you know, Shevchenko and still people, and still, you know. So our next. Title fight It's the ladies strawweight clash I mean there's only one strawweight division So it's the strawweight clash Between Rose Nana Nunes Who is looking to take the title away From Wiley Zhang And uh, yeah This is going to be a fun one man So fuck Rose She's 9-4 and four, Coming off a win in her last fight Which was the Andrade win at UFC 251, which was also the first Usman Masterval fight, right, so that was July last year over on Fight Island, you know, she, um, she took a little time out, right, after the slam loss, which definitely a sensible thing, Definitely a sensible thing. Had those two fights with Joanna Jim Chechek. Clearly won the first. Second one, that was close. I mean, I felt that you would it would have been a fairer thing to say that was a split decision. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Um, she's got some good wins. Michelle Waterstone as well. You know, Paige Van Sant, Tisha Torres... Angela Hill, man, yeah, came via season 20 of The Ultimate Fighter, lost in the final to Carla Esparza, the first strawweight champion, you know what I mean, so yeah, she she fought an Invicta, right, so um, Rose is a threat. Rose is a threat. We saw her get a flying arm bar. You know what I mean? A flying arm bar over an Invicta man, which was crazy against uh, Caffeina Lowe, right? She's got some slick skills. Slick skills. Loves a rear naked choke. Loves a rear naked choke. You know, she fights in um, Milwaukee, right? Great team with Gaethje and all of them's and Usman now. So yeah, they're they're teammates. So listen, she's she's tough. She's a threat. She's fighting Wiley Zhang though, right? She's fighting Magnum Wiley Zhang, who is twenty one and one, twenty one and one, man. 
And Wiley does love to collect them belts. Does love to collect those belts, people. So she's coming off that split decision fight of the year against Joanna Jumchechek. So that was March last year. UFC 248. I did think Joanna won it, but hey, it, it, it was that close that you can't ever say it was a robbery or unfair or anything like that. It was a war. It was an awesome fight. Loved that fight. She beat Jessica Andrade for the title, Tisha Torres, Jessica Aguilera, Danielle Taylor. Danielle Taylor is who she made her debut against, UFC 227, Dillashaw v. Garbrandt, August 2018. And I think the thing with this fight, right? The thing with this fight, Andrade put that pressure on Rose. Right, and won that last round clearly. Joe was really turning it on in that fight. I think it's fair to say that Wiley does that pressure probably just a bit better. So Rose struggled in at the end against Andrade. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that in this fight. Now, I think Wiley's skill set is very good. She's got the kicks. She's got strikes. She's got submissions. You know, she's got the power in the hands. I mean, you saw Joanna's uh, head. Definitely got the power in the hands, people. So, yeah, I feel that, um, yeah, you know, she can get it done. And I think we're going to finish this with Anne Steele. I think it's just that that pressure is going to be a killer. The pressure is going to be a killer. So, and you know, I don't know if it was a stamina thing in that second fight um, against Andrade. You know, it might have been that. So who knows? But I'm gonna take Wiley. Gonna take Wiley for it. But I think it's gonna be a great another trouble. Tremendous fight Tremendous one people So that leads us to the main event <sighs> Leads us to the main event people You know the rematch Right Jorge Masvidal Is looking to Take that title away From Kamara Usman <sighs> They last met July Alright, last met July 11th of July 2020 Usman won via decision Haven't seen Masvidal fight anyone since that Which is surprising It's surprising But hey He got this fight though Because Usman said he wanted it I mean if Usman hadn't have said he wanted this fight Usman would have fought someone else But he wanted to fight He gets the fight Right And um Masvidal, right? He beat Nick Diaz, Ben Askren with that knee. You know what I mean? Choice, Darren Till. He he went on that baptism tour, right? Took a break. Took a break. You know, he lost to Stephen Thompson in November 2017. 
So yeah, he took a break, did that reality show in South America And um, came back March 2019 And just put it on people Put it on people, got the title shot Wasn't able to get it done But look, Masavel, he's a he's a stud He's a stud, man He's been in the game for a long ass time Came to the UFC in April 2013 April 2013 So it's nearly It's nearly 8 years Nearly 8 years Just over 8 years When he uh, rematches with Usman at the weekend So he beat Tim Means via decision And he beat Michael Chiesa via Dars Choke Which says a lot right Chiesa is great on the ground So if Masavel can beat you via A Dars choke That says a lot He also You know was a beast over In strike force Okay He fought in Bellator <laughs> You know what I mean he, he has been around Been around Started in May 2003 God damn it, right? It's a long ass time. A long ass time. For Joe Lozon at Absolute Fighting Championships. You know what I mean? Got a win there. He's, he, he's got a win over Eves Edwards. You know? He, he's fought a who's who. He's fought a who's who, people. Masvidal is a tough... Son of a bitch Tough son of a bitch But But He Is fighting the Nigerian nightmare Kamara Usman 18 and 1 On a 19 fight win streak Lost his second pro fight CFA 11 Right Got caught in a rear, cho- rear naked choke in the first round. That's May 2013. Hasn't lost since. Hasn't lost since. After that loss, he went on a four-fight win streak. Stopped every one of those fights. Got to the Ultimate Fighter, season 21. And that was... The Black Zillions against American Top Team it was that. It was that year. Won it. Won it. Beat Hadar Hansen in the first, second round arm triangle, and Hansen was a beast. You know, made his debut against Leon Edwards. Right, made his debut against Leon Edwards. December twenty fifteen. Got the win, decision win Right Impressive Impressive, right So, um, yeah That was the score People, and then he went On a run Went on a run So after Edwards, Alexander Yakolev Wally Alvarez Sean Strickland Sergio Marais Emil Weber-Meek Damian Meyer, Rafael Dos Anjos, 
dominated Tyrone Woodley, the first to dominate Tyrone Woodley. Knocked out Colby Covington in the fifth round. Beat George Jorge Masaval. And then, oh my gosh, that crazy performance against Gilbert Burns. Third round stoppage. After getting rocked in the first. You know what I mean? That's Kamar Usman. And people, I don't know who can beat him. Don't know who can beat him. Because, listen, Jorge... He, you know, at two, UFC 251, yes, he took the fight on short notice, but, but, remember, they were going back and forth on that fight, before it fell apart and it went to Burns, they were going back and forth, so, Masvidal was training, he was training for, you know, Usman, so, yeah, I mean, technically he took it on short notice, but he had been training. So, it's not really a short, short notice fight. You know what I mean? He'd been training. He he hadn't cut, you know, started to wake up because the fight then didn't happen. But he was training. So, I just don't know what else can change here. I don't know what else can change. Usman is a GOAT. He's going to go down in the Hall of Fame. He's going to go down as a legend for sure. Right? And I'm and still and still <laughs> I'm no doubt people. I'm no motherfucking doubt. But people, this is such a sick card. I'm so looking forward to all of this. I cannot wait. People, I feel these these bets are solid. Make some money. You know what I mean? Do the thing. Right. Let me know what you think, people. Let me know what you think. Okay, people. So, we're going to end the weekend with Submission Underground 22. Oh, my gosh. Such a great card, people. Such a great card. And I think... We're going to break it down properly at the week on Friday. Going to break it down properly on Friday. But pay attention to this, people. If you haven't marked it down on your calendar, you better do. Because we have got fights like Gillian Robertson against Liz Tracy. Oh, that's a great fight. Phil Rowe is fighting Gabriel Checo. Which is awesome Oh man A a, a fight that really is It's going to be a great one Ben Eagle against Carl Chambers People Take note Take note Right And the main event Andy Virella is going to try and take that absolute championship away from Mason Fowler. God damn. God damn. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And we've got a gay fight on the card. Don Stoner, Juan Barnardo. Okay. Yeah, this is sick, right? This is sick. Andrew Alexander against Zack Schneider is opening it up. 
Alex Lamy against Adam Smith. This is Sunday wrapped up crazy nice people. So, um, yeah, we're going to break it down on Friday. But, people, take note because this, you do not want to miss this. Submission Underground 22. Okay, people, so we come to a close on another episode, but before we do, let's take a look and see what's happening in the fight world. So, um, there's a couple of big fights over in Bellator. At Bellator 258, Lorenzo Larkin will be fighting Castillo Van Stennis. And that will be taking place on the 7th of May. Now, a fight that isn't going to be taking place on the 7th of May is the one between Valerie Laredo and Hannah Guy. But don't fear, people, because the fight is still happening just a couple of weeks later. It will now be taking place on the 21st of May at Bellator 259. So there is that. Now, over to the UFC. Devin Clark, unfortunately, is out of his co-main event with uh, Yayan Kutalabra on the 1st of May. But all is good because Dustin Jacoby is stepping in to face Kutalabra. Alright, that's pretty big. On the 5th of June... Jazinho Rosenstruck will be fighting Augusto Saki. Now that's interesting. Both are on the bubble, right? So they're gonna wanna win to try and say, hey, we're we could be next for that belt. So on the 19th of June, oh my gosh, this fight, people. Marlon Vera is fighting David Grant. Yo, that's a great fight. Now, on the 17th, we've got a couple, right? So, Miles Jones will be fighting Anderson Dos Santos. And, unfortunately, JP Baez is out of the fight, right? You know he wanted to get, you know what I mean? A chance to put his first foot forward, but... Not to be his day But Francisco Figueredo Hey, he stays on the card And now he will be fighting Malcolm Gordon So people, there you go We are done We will see you on Friday, people So, till then, peace